Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Hey, what's up, Mark and Charity, man? It's Rick. Rick from Atlanta, Georgia, man. I'm a, uh, I'm 40 years old and I drive for a living. And I just want to tell y'all keep up the good work. Um, I listen to the podcast. I've been listening now for, I say about, I say about six to eight months, something like that. Um, and it's a lot of interesting stories. I do a good job. Uh, but yeah, keep up the good work. Keeps me entertained while I'm driving. And I appreciate it. Thanks. Rick, my man, you know what I'm talking about. He drives a truck. Rick. You probably have stories just like I do. You see lots of weird stuff that goes around on the highway near you. Ooh, message us and let us know. Dude, my my kindred spirit right there. He Rick knows. has a really nice voice. He does. He sounds like he's like cool. Like a smooth operator. Like he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like co- cool, calm, and collective. I exactly. Don't know. I don't know if he really is, but that's what he sounds exactly like. Exactly not what I am. Yeah. Because I'm still aggravated from last week's episode with Charity got me all worked up. He's fine. This is what I do. We had long discussions about it. We Almost did. ended Case Watch. No, we didn't. <laughs> That's really. a lie. <laughs> this is our only fun thing we have exactly. in life. Exactly. We love this. So we're going to do something a little different today. This is going to be a lot of you say, well, A, right about now, Mark is traveling for work. Yes. In reality. comes out. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I have, I'm once in a while, I have to go do stuff and yep. be, maybe pretend I'm professional. When and I'm Charity's probably stuff. like. Cutting some heads. Yep. And Mark's may pretending he's professional and he's really just sitting on hotel Wi-Fi and not doing what he's supposed to be doing. That's okay. Yeah. I'm still paying me. I don't really care. Exactly. To be honest with you. So we did do a fun episode. A bunch of people said a while ago that they liked it. Well, we do the triple D's and we do that stuff. And we don't actually have a case. And to be honest with you, I enjoy the H-E double hockey sticks out of episode like this. So yes, me too. Charity says she has... A missing person she wants to cover real quick, and then we're going to jump in and let the fun ensue. And if you want to be a part of these episodes, Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod, 603-212-4600 is our text and voicemail line. Love everything that you guys send to us. Be a part of the show. Love it. You know what else they can do, Charity? What? Apple Podcasts. We've got some new people went on there. I know. I love it. We're at a 4.6 now. Go on there. Leave us a five-star review and write uh, Dusha Canoe. Dusha Canoe. No, that might not make it through. Oh, that's true. Um, Mm. Yeah. Just write you like Case Watch. Or you could write Grand Dame of Opinion. That's good. Write Grand Dame of Opinion. That's actually, I love that nickname. I'll be honest with you. It was a good one. I was just, you know, out there talking to Kristen, and I was like, I'm going to head back in and record with the Grand Dame of Opinion. I'm the Grand. I wonder what the Grand Dame of Opinion should wear if she ever goes into public. Uh, Why am I, be, I feel like I'm fancy. I'm trying to talk fancy. I'm looking at her now. She's wearing a, a, a ripped up case watch shirt. Excuse me. It's a DIY case watch where I cut the shoulders out, and I look. I think it looks nice. It's fun. You do all those cool little things. I with do. Shirts. It's They're so pretty cute. interesting. And the handprint's touching me inappropriately. That's why I made those that I night. bet it was. Case watch is perfectly centered. And yes. And the handprint's right where it belongs. Yep. Going to start doing- uh, On the boobies. Start doing yoga pants with the print on the back next time. Case watch. Yo- we should. I, yeah. Case watch oh, yogas. I don't think, I, I don't think that company makes them though, unfortunately. Oh. All right. Let's get it back into the appropriateness and let's talk about this missing person charity. Yeah, so first... Um, you got to use your microphone voice. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. So this was sent to me by Courtney Nicholas. She actually also posted it in the crimes, crime, on the crime creep... Bleh, bleh, Charity can't talk today. On the crime creeps private page, okay? And if you want to be a part of that, guys, go to Facebook and just search Case Watch Crime Creeps. It's a private group. 
we're up like approaching, I think, a thousand people there fairly shortly, just in our private group. So, and we have a ton of fun. All the a lot of the content that we get comes from this group, and it's hilarious that I feel like I have this group of my closest friends now. I'll be yep. honest with you, because you guys are all awesome. I agree. And the ones that annoy me, I just don't respond to. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Oh, did we have some? <laughs> Woo! We did have some fairly mad people at us the last We had to block. Episode. I think had, it was just one person who made a fake account. I think it's one person who made two fake accounts. That's what I think, too. I politely showed them to the door, which takes a lot for me to do. But if you're going to start threatening and being mean. Well, I was answering back. Killing with hammer. Killing with kindness. You know Mark, what I mean? Mark kills with the hammer like you literally are gone well charity will respond and and try to you know understand where someone's coming from until they get nasty and then what charity does is she texts mark and then mark handles it because i'm charity does this one show mark does like eight shows yes so i get this times eight and i don't put up with it no you get blocked and you get reported so you can you can talk to me fun you can joke around i i love to chat with everybody Mm -hmm, me too start threatening Right. You're going to sue me. You're going to sue was the on, podcast. Oh, is that what was going on? Oh, it was a lot of interesting stuff. This was something that was sent to us that we covered. And we d- we met, we said our op- opinions on. We didn't use never any mentioned names. Any we names. never mentioned any names. We didn't do anything wrong. So whatever. Whatever. Peace Anyways, out. Peace people. out. Enjoy peace. not being a part of the group. I know. Because guess what? Enjoy not we're, being able to even see our page. Because guess what? We're wicked fun. And yeah, you, you're not. you're not fun and you don't get to listen to anything fun anymore. So, oh, sorry. Bye-bye. You're a lamer. Anyways, let's get into this poor missing person. So, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, this um, this was post was from the Jonesboro Police Department. On October 10th, 2021, Brandon Blancet, B-L-A-N-C-E-T-T, was seen walking away from a home on Wild Point, Wildwood Point and has not been seen or heard from since. We have outlined the highlights of the investigation below in an effort to remain transparent regarding the status of the case. So I'm not going to read through all of these. Um, It it just says these highlights are in no way an exhaustive list as JPD officers and detectives continue to wait for search warrants, phone pings, and other electronic information regarding the case. This information is being released in an attempt to possibly locate any leads or tips that could help locate Mr. Blanchett. So there's... It, they're really long guys. They go through, they go through um, all different dates. Um, so what I would sh- suggest you do is to Google his name and read up on this. And you um, said this is also in the, the Crime Creep group. Th- yep, so. this was posted in the Crime Creep group. Again, um, if you have any information regarding Mr. Blancet, Blancet or this case, please call JPD at 870-935-5657. Or send them a message. Um, his name is Brandon D. B. L. A. N. C. E. T. T. He was last seen on 10-10-2021. He's a white male. He has brown hair, blue eyes. His age um, when he disappeared was 34. He weighed two, about 215 pounds and he was six feet. Um, six feet. And it says scars, marks, tattoos. He has uh, a dove and roses, upper left arm. Praying hands on his chest and possible, um, possibly has a red beard. So apparently when his beard grows in, it beard grows in reddish. Um, just looks like a sweet guy. I really hope they can find him. 2021, that's... It's one of the worst things is not having uh, closure. I know. That is absolutely horrible. So see something, say something, and get that reported to the correct authorities. Yep. So, so keep sending us the missing people. Even if we just quickly get it out there like this, we get the name of the person out. Yeah. The number you can call if, if you Google it yourself or go to the crime page and you see the picture of the person, it might be someone you've seen. Who knows? This is how they find people. So absolutely. So you had mentioned the tattoos and scars and stuff like that. And it's just in my head, like it made me think, what do our creeps have for tattoos? Cause I love tattoos. Oh, I love tattoos too. So I want to start a new thread. I want someone to Throw out their tattoos, and I want everybody who's in the group that's tatted up, throw them in because I, I just I'm super curious. So like, take a picture and put post it. Yeah, right in the okay. crime creek. I group. think I love that. I would love to keep it under the same thread. Uh, I will actually make one when I get done today. Me too. And I will have everybody fall underneath my post. Perfect. And then we'll see all the tattoos. With that being said, huge shout out to one of our crime creeps who I've kind of mentioned in the past, Amber Star. She's also a tattoo artist who honestly is like super talented. Give her a look up on Facebook, Amber star tattoo. 
And if you are in Chandler, Arizona, she has her tattoo shop there. And tell her you heard about her on Case Watch. Yes. Because when somebody's talented, she's not paying us for this. She's not doing any of that stuff. If somebody is super talented and is one of our creeps and I actually love what they do. Yes. You're going to get shouted out. We have a lot of talented creeps, actually. Oh, absolutely. Don't be afraid to post things that you do that you were talented at people because we love seeing them. I'm not going to delete your post if you oh my gosh no that. no no like, i mean i buy stuff from our actual i, I have want, my, uh, my cleaver right there i need that the I absolutely guillotine love that's awesome that guillotine was awesome we got to get the guillotine for the studio so huge shout out to her huge shout out to all of our other creeps let me know what you do if you guys are talented i want to know yeah i mean i sit here even and if you're not talented a, tell us what you do for I a sit living here and talk into a microphone and charity does too i, mean, I we do have other stuff that we do too but we do <laughs> it's just super cool to see you know what all the people do in the you know you don't know. We talk into a microphone and we forget sometimes because you get those <gasps> messages that people say like, oh my God, like I feel famous. They my, talked about me. Like my, it's, I want to know what you do. I have something to tell the creeps that I now do. Oh boy. I am now a certified fisherman. Freshwater really? fisherman. Wow. Last weekend, I caught three bass and I even held one with my finger yeah, for a no. picture. Nope. Yes. Not happening. Yeah, I got to get a new rod now. Don't say it. Don't say it. That's I what won't. she said. Okay. That's what she said. <laughs> I just wanted the people to know that that I didn't know I liked fishing and like this much until now because I had never caught a fish before. But now I am super good at it. My biggest fear in life is snakes. What looks just like snakes? Worms. They're mini little snakes. I, I didn't put a worm on the end. I had a little minnow, like a fake minnow. So what I would do, my lovely daughter, Aubrey was a huge fisher girl growing up. She loved fishing. Nice. So I would make her put the worm on my hook. Oh my God, Aubrey, you need to pipe in in the crime creeps about this story. And then if I caught a fish, she'd have to take it off. You know, I'm going to message her. She and I talk all the time. I know. I'm going to message her about this. There's a, I'm, I, I liked bringing her out to do it, You're but I'm not touching them. You're such a scaredy cat. With two things, fish and no, not a huge fan of spiders. There's either. other things and ghostesses and scary movies. Hey, I'm in that studio all the time alone now. It doesn't even bother me anymore. Scary movies. Yeah. Have you seen the boy? Horrible. Nope. Haven't seen him. You're going to see Moving him. Moving on. We're going to change that subject. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Blocking it out. I'm going to sage myself up. So I did see this story online and it was like super sad. And it's just one of these after the Harmony Montgomery case and all of that stuff where people just need to wake the F up. Yep. Like it pisses me off. This story is is going to equally pee you guys off. Oh, boy. So before we have fun, let's get all the nasty stuff out at the beginning of the episode and have fun the rest of it. Sounds good. A seven-year-old girl was killed after she fell out of a moving SUV going northbound on the 5 Freeway in Santa Clarita, California last Saturday morning. Oh, my God. The girl's mother, Veronda Gladney, and her new boyfriend, Michael Branch, were arrested for child endangerment. Gladney, 28 years old, was driving a vehicle near the Weldon Canyon Road at around 3 a.m. when the incident occurred. Branch was a passenger in the SUV. Officers responded to the scene after receiving a call from a person who said a vehicle had struck an unknown stationary object, which was blocking the roadway. That's sad right there. Yeah, it is. The girl was in the very back portion of a 1999 Lincoln Navigator CHP officer Joshua Greenard told ABC News 7 there were witnesses saying that she was either hanging out or playing in the back portion of the trunk area of the vehicle. So not the seat, but okay. in the back storage compartment area. All right. Some of those navigators do have a third row of seat, too, but it's not clear whether this one did or not. The window was clearly broken out previous to the accident. and It looks like she may have fallen out of the vehicle and tragically died. Ugh. Officer Greenguard told the outlet that the girl was not strapped into any child, uh, child seat and fell out of the window chair. So she didn't even have a seat, any type of seatbelt. So not just a child no. seat, not even a seatbelt. Yeah, no, she was in the, like, the back storage compartment of the vehicle oh plane. Oh, my God. Gladney was charged with one felony and one misdemeanor count of child abuse causing death and a single felony count of vehicular manslaughter. And Branch, who was 39 years old, was charged with one misdemeanor count of child abuse both suspects pled not guilty on Wednesday, according to Santiago. Excuse me, but this should be a lot, lot more charges I'm, here. I'm going to play devil's advocate for one second. Okay. I have known many, many, many kiddos. Yep. That 
especially in a big vehicle. Like how big of a vehicle do you think that is? It's a navigator. It's a full size SUV. Okay. So say she's the only one in the back of it. They strap her in. Okay. They take off. I have seen babies who are two years old unstrap themselves and come out of their car seat. I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, what, I, I want you to. What if she, if the little girl did that? What if she unsnapped herself in an instant and was playing and this happened before they knew anything? I'm going to play devil's devil's Okay, advocate. yes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I don't know the rest of the story. This child, that's pretty much it. Okay. This child is seven years old. Yep. You're with your brand new boyfriend. Okay. It is 3 a.m. Okay. See, I didn't, I I didn't realize that part. Okay. 3 a.m. in the morning. And what exactly, say again, what exactly took place? Like this douche nozzle had a a navigator that already had the back window broken out. Okay. The window was smashed out. So all that kid had to do was fall out. That stationary object that 911 got called about was that beautiful little seven-year-old that got hit. Okay. All right. Okay. So that, uh, that's. She fell out of the vehicle and got ran over by a car. So. On yeah. the, on the five freeway. Right. There's Santa lots Clarita. of questions. Right. If it was just a normal, I guess, I guess my devil's advocate would be more if it was just a normal, normal time of day. And that happened quickly but if there was no back window then that's you don't have a lot of distractions going on at 3 a.m in the morning no you're right you're either blasted exactly or something else is going on there's not enough known to know if they were under the influence or not i already hate this person it doesn't matter yeah in my mind this little girl is absolutely unbelievable so this in this incident guys remains under investigation and anybody with any information remember see something say something on the road at that time if you were in the area of the five freeway in Santa Clarita, California, and you saw this accident and you have not talked to the CHP, give the CHP New Hall area office a call at 661-600-1600, 661-600-1600. The other thing that really bothers me is the person that hit her has to live with that now and they didn't do anything wrong. For the rest of their life. And they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, it's sad. It, it, it really pees me off. Does it this, burn your biscuits? It does. Yeah. This next story makes me mad as well. Uh, more mad or the same? This is about Uvalde, Texas. <sighs> and if anybody is watching the dumpster fire that's going on over mm. there right now, it's getting worse. Oh boy. New information is coming to light about the tragic shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. On Wednesday, the Advanced Law Enforcement Rapid Response Training, also known as ALERT, and that's how I'll use them for the rest of the story, ALERT, so I don't have to keep saying that out. Okay. Program at Texas State University released a new timeline for the May 24th tragedy, the report revealing major delay in police response that could have saved numerous lives. The assessment was created using video surveillance from the school, a cell phone video, verbal testimony from the investigating officers and Google Maps per the report, which noted that the investigation is ongoing. Alert added that it drew the data from the most current information available as of June 30th. According to the report, before the gunman entered and opened fire inside of the school building, a Uvalde Police Department officer saw him carrying a rifle outside of the West Hall entry and asked his supervisor via radio for permission to shoot. 
His supervisor either did not hear or did not respond to the officer's request. Oh, my God. This entire thing could have been done. Could have been nipped right before it happened. Before he went in. If you remember, there was a story at the beginning that said that there was an officer that saw him outside. And then the police department said, no, 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 that didn't happen. Well, and here's my thing. When they say permission to shoot, right? You don't have to shoot him to kill. You can shoot him in the leg or something to wound him so that you can can get it under control before he entered the school so this officer turned to get confirmation from his supervisor and when he turned back to address the subject that he had already entered the west hall unabated and opened fire oh mark that is so sad it is and that poor officer tried yeah so that's one of the officers that i mean this gets worse oh okay in that moment the suspect entered the building and proceeded to take the lives of 19 children and two teachers let's not forget that This is what this whole story is about, are those 21 people who are no longer with us. Two heroes that saved the lives of countless students and did what they could to protect the 19 others that did perish. Absolutely. This charity was not the only missed opportunity to engage the gunman before he entered the building, though. The report said one of the first responding officers, a Uvalde consolidated independent school district officer, drove through the school's parking lot at a high rate of speed and didn't see the gunman who was still in the parking lot. Oh, my God. The report then stated that if the officer had driven more slowly or had parked his car at the edge of the school property and approached on foot like he was supposed to, then he would have found the subject and apprehended him before he had also entered the school. Another criticism made by Alert was regarding the security of the school building and specifically its doors. According to the report, propping doors open is a common practice in the school, which created a situation that resulted in a danger to the students. Unbelievable. That is so sad. We know that that should have never happened. No. It's so sickening. Though a teacher had closed a propped open door before the shooter entered, the teacher didn't ensure the door was locked, which it was not, which is how the attacker gained access to the building. Why didn't it lock automatically? We talked about this. I think they disabled it so they can come in and out. Okay. Okay. what I'm gathering. All right. The door consisted of a steel frame with a large glass inlay. Given that the glass was not ballistic, alert said that the suspect would have been able to gain access to the building even if the door was locked. All they had to do was shoot the glass. Because it wasn't ballistic rated glass. In addition to the issues before the gunman entered the building, other key issues were detected regarding the response inside the building as well. From the report, the shooter was able to gain access to room 111, even though the school was in lockdown when he entered. How is that possible? I don't know. What is locked down to them? That's what needs to be investigated. Also, so there's was a company after these shootings started to happen years ago that made these locks that the teachers can slide to the door. And they make them impenetrable. Yeah. Why every school in this whole country doesn't have those? I don't know. I don't know. It makes me sick. Me too. We've received information from an investigating officer that the lock on room 111 had been reported as damaged multiple times. However, this has not been confirmed. The work orders at this time do not show it has been fixed. So Mm. they knew about it. There's a chain of command that was followed. And it's just... Doesn't happen because everybody thinks not here, not today. Not I was us. just going to say that was the peaceful community, right? That's that's what you say until it's yep. not. Therefore, given that the subject did not even have to engage any locked locking mechanism to get in the school, he he walked in completely unabated. Oh my god! It was concluded that the lock to one eleven obviously was never fixed. Another mistake that the officers entering the building at both ends of the south hallway of the school resulting in high likeliness of the officers at either end of the hallway shooting at each other. Oh, my God. Give me a break. This is. This is like Barney Fife. So he got in that quick, but guess who couldn't get in? Concerned parents. Concerned parents. Could they arrested parents? Because oh, they were they trying were, to get their uh, people didn't out. some of them got tasered or yeah. like, yeah, yep. Yeah, but he's in there doing his thing. Good job, police department. Top-notch freaking work. Do you think we'll get in trouble for this for those opinions? It's my opinion. I don't really care. Yeah. Honestly. It's an opinion. The Everyone has hammer one. has no problem flowing freely. So if you have an issue with it, pound sand I really don't care. Yep. Ideally, the officers would have been placed accurate return fire on an attacker, but that wouldn't even be able to happen since, like I said, there was already officers coming in from both ends. They're not going to shoot when there's another person coming on. Now, remember, it took more than an hour now to regain the momentum 
to finally get the, to the victims. An hour. An hour, yep. While we do not have a definitive information on this point, if it was possible that some of the people who died during this event could have been saved if they had been received more rapid medical care, I can guarantee that it, didn't, it wouldn't hurt if they had gotten it faster. Right. The report also notes that continuous conversation of approximately 13 minutes that took place in the South Hallway in the middle of the action, the conversation which involved USISD police chief Arnando and UPD officer discussed tactical operations considered including snipers, windows, and how to get into the classrooms. They also discussed who has keys, testing keys, but if they actually you know, went to the crime, they would have realized that they didn't need any keys because the locks were effing broken. That's, what, that's the mountain they want to stand on, say they, they didn't have keys. Why didn't they just so go in the aggravated. door that he went into? They didn't even try. They didn't want to put themselves in harm's way. Why would they do that? That's what you take an oath for. I know. Another section of the report is set to be released at a future date and will address the incident command issues because they have not released those yet because it started from the top in this case and it gets worse. It's so sad. Now, the town's mayor also just put a big report out saying that basically that he knows the police department's lying. Really? They're not telling the truth and now they're not talking to anybody. Well, because they know all eyes are on them and they, yeah. It makes me mad. It's sad. It's unbelievable that you CYA, CYA mode when these have all these innocent children and people who ended up passing away. Yep. Unbelievable. It's not okay. All right. We need to get the absolute stench of douche off of us. All right. Before we do that, can I just state something? Sure. For the people. By, for the people, by the people? For the people, by the charity. Okay. By the Grand Dame of Opinion. The Grand Dame of Opinion has to say... That Mark has an amazing hairstylist. Because his hair is still looking pretty good right now. Yeah, it is. I just shaved today. Yeah. I was looking a little. Uh, yeah, he's. Mark, you know what? You look very put together today. It's because I literally shaved and took a shower 18 minutes before you got here today. Oh. Kristen looked at me and she's like, You're not going to like still be how you are when she gets here, are you? I'm like, yeah, I should probably shower you, right? Oh, Mark showered for me, guys. I did. Thanks, I wanna, Mark. I didn't want you in the studio locked I up with this smelly old dude. I also did shower today, just so you know. Excellent. Yeah. You probably shower every day, though. I do. I didn't leave the house yesterday or today, so. Yeah. All right, Charity, guess what? What? 911, what is your emergency? Yeah, so like, I did a thing, and it's uh, kind of embarrassing. I love that. Oh, this is a good new segment. I love it. We're going to call this one the fashion emergency. Oh, in Greenville, South Carolina, a 911 dispatcher received a phone call from someone who sounded like a baby. Police responded to the call to make sure everything was okay. Ending up at the house where an elderly man answered the door, followed by his two year old granddaughter, Aaliyah, who had just one pant leg on. Oh. It turned out she was calling 911 to help putting the rest of her pants on. Because the grandfather couldn't? The grandfather had no idea that Aaliyah had called 911 and apologized, but the officers who responded were happy to sit down with Aaliyah and tell her how to get dressed. Oh my God, that one's actually really cute. That one is pretty funny. And I like that the, the police took the time out of their busy day to oh, yeah. talk to her. This elderly guy was probably like, I don't know what's going on. I, I can't even see where Aaliyah is. What are you talking about? <laughs> Why is she half pantsless? Aaliyah who? Oh, I hope that's not the case. We're going to call this next one, Charity, the swimming squirrel. Oh, that sounds kind of naughty. An Oklahoma dispatcher got a very strange call one day. A woman had opened her toilet seat and discovered a squirrel swimming around inside of it. Instead of calling a wildlife rehabilitator who may have made more sense, the woman called 911. Oh. I'll be honest with you. I would have probably called 911. No, too. you call animal control. That's not what I would be thinking of. Shortly afterward, police arrived on scene to apprehend the soggy animal and get him safely out of the toilet and into the hands of wildlife experts. Oh. I kind of want to start working at 911. It sounds interesting. Right? I know. The calls that must come in, they're amazing. All right. We're going to call this one. And I'm going to, this word, you know, is my bad word. I can't say this one very good. Burglary. I oh, did it. I you did, did it. it really oh, good. I'm so excited. Don't make me say it again, but it's in the story again, so I'm going to have to. It's scary business. 
What do you do if you hear strange noises in your house and happen to be robbing somebody? So wait a minute. You hear strange noises in the house you're robbing? Yeah. Oh, okay. What do you, you call? Do you call nine one one? Yeah, you call nine one one, of course. Oh my god. A thief got spooked by strange sounds while re- robbing a house and called to report the sounds to the police. He must have been at my studio because there's lots of strange uh, sounds. Was it there. the people that lived there, perhaps? I don't know. The police arrived but weren't too concerned about the sounds when they saw the man was doing. They arrested him and the man went to prison and the sounds, they were made by the homeowner's pet cat. Oh, that's a Mark one. That sure is. That kitty alerted the nut. So it was almost like the cat... The cat was responsible for the 911 call. What are you doing? Call. Yeah. Get out of my house. Get out of my house, you douchebag. In Portland, Oregon. 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 I'm going to leave it in. I, I like that. Yeah. In Portland, Oregon, a man broke into someone's house to take a shower. Or at least that's what he's doing when the homeowner came home to find him in his bathroom. Not only did the homeowner call 911, but the intruder did too. He was scared. He said that the homeowner might have a gun. Oh, my God. There's no report on whether the homeowner did, in fact, have a gun. But police officers arrested the intruders. Certainly did. The intruder who was in the shower. Yes. This, I mean, this is a whole nother level of, like, triple D. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have some good triple Ds, too. I had some really good ones. We're going to call this one, Give the Lady Her Western Burger. Oh, okay. One woman called 911 over a fast food emergency. <laughs> burger King had messed up her order of a Western barbecue burger, and she just had to get this problem fixed. The dispatcher displayed quite a bit of patience as the woman listed her complaints about the Burger King employees and the manager. Finally, the dispatcher told the police would not be responding and advised her to speak to the manager herself. (laughs) The good advice was not much appreciated by the caller who said that the police were supposed to be there to protect her, even it appears from mistaken fast food orders. Oh, well, how is that protecting her? I don't know. I mean, it kind of sounds like something Mark might do if he was really hangry. Oh, we're going to get into that in triple D's. Oh, good. good, good. Oh, it gets better. In Greenfield, Wisconsin, a distraught woman called to say that her and her husband were basically being held hostage. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. By their cat. Yes. By the time the woman called, the cat had attacked her husband. Yeah. And they retreated to one bedroom where they locked themselves in. Oh, I definitely could. This is real. They should have called 911. (laughs) Safely protected from the crazy feline, officers responded to the cat... When was taken by animal control. Oh, my God. Oddly enough, this is not the only cat-related 911 call on record. A Florida woman, of course, also called 911 to be reported held by hostage by her Russian blue cat as well. <laughs> I'm Sophie's tell- too lazy. Guys, cats, I'm ta- I think they can. This next one is just kind of a, a giggle. There's not much to the story, but sometimes... When you give in lemons, you make lemonade. And this is what these officers did. And I love it. It it got me a little dad joke giggle. In rural Utah, I received an animal ordinance call. The reporting party was a parent attending a school function. The caller advised it was a raccoon loose in the school. A raccoon. A raccoon. I dispatched two officers to the call. And once they arrived on scene, the officers then broadcasted the following suspect description oh, I, oh i'm gonna love this one be advised the suspect is a small <laughs> fast and wearing a bandit mask <laughs> he uh may also have robbed a couple of trash cans we may have lost him in a foot pursuit <laughs> oh my god that is amazing i love that i have a, just a few of them excellent i love these these are great they write themselves literally this, this one happened in um lundar canada so um, a man apparently kept calling 911 with just like stupid things. And the 911 operators warned the man that the next time he called, he'd have probably go to jail because he's taking up time <laughs> from people who really need this 911. Is, that's an actual real crime. Exactly. Um, so do you know what he did? I'm going to say since he's a moron, he probably called again. He called one more time. And then the real reason for his call 
came to fruition. I have to know. He said, if you're coming to get me, he told the dispatcher, can you bring me some smokes? Oh, that's important, though. He wanted some ciggies. Back when I smoked, I mean, the world would stop if I didn't have them. Here's another one. A British man saw something mysterious flying in the sky, like a UFO. He was so scared, he called 911 because he was like, what is going on? Right? The world is ending. No, like, hi, I made you watch Signs. Yeah. Okay. Didn't like it. So. Actually, um, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. I'll give you that. It had a good story. Did. So he quickly called them back before they came to investigate because he realized that the brightness that he saw in the sky was the moon. Uh, McFly. (laughs) Can you imagine calling back and being like, never mind, guys. Never mind. It's all good. It's the moon that comes out every single night. (laughs) Every night of my entire life. (laughs) Okay. A woman in Montana called the police. Oh, I like Montana better. (laughs) That sounds better. A woman in Montana. A woman in Montana. (laughs) Montana would be a woman's paradise for sure. (laughs) A woman in Montana called police because she was sure that her neighbor's loud music was causing her house to have a heartbeat. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. So she was really upset about that. Really upset. I would be too. Sometimes you just get those sounds that just aggravate you. Yeah. So let me just do one more. All right. So uh, a Romanian man called the police to report that he heard a very strange noise in the house. And he thought it was being, uh, he was being burglarized. When the police got there, the man... Um, was the only one in the house aside from his very own extremely noisy and destructive cat. These cats, I love them. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Meow. Hey, Mark. Hey, Charity. Why don't you tell the people what I say to Kristen before we come and record and then the interesting movements I do with my body. Uh, you talking about the when you look at me and say, let's go pound it out? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> And she does the <laughs> universal um, <laughs> hip thrust while she does it. Yeah. Let's go pound it out. I'm and like, that's I, awkward, and Charity. Then, and then Kristen goes, okay, guys, have fun. Yeah. And doesn't come to check the entire nope. time we're in here. Nope. Not one bit. Odd. Awesome. Makes me so funny. <laughs> <laughs> what you got for us next, Mark? I got some triple D's. Guys, I enjoy so much that Mark has found the joy for these, these, great. these things, yeah. Charity, as discussed before, I don't know about you, but I know I get a little hangry sometimes. Yeah, he does, guys. But this takes it to a whole new level. Oh, boy. Guy Edward Jones, 60, of West Virginia, allegedly set fire to his home after arguing with his wife, Beverly, over why his dinner was not prepared. Why would he do that to Bev? That's mean. Know. There's a wrinkle. This douchebag came home after a night of drinking. Jones became enraged to find his dinner and was not yet on the table the following morning when he, re- when he got home. What a douche. This guy is something special. Well, good old Beverly did the right thing because as soon as the fight started to escalate, she left and went to a neighbor's house in an attempt to avoid her husband's rage. Good. Sounds like something maybe she's been dealing with for maybe quite a while. Yeah, that's a protocol. But... Soon thereafter, she noticed flames coming from the basement of her home and saw Mr. Jones exiting through the basement door. Mr. Jones is arrested and being held on charges of first-degree arson. At least his meals now will be served on time every day because, as you know, uh, Jill's kind of like to keep to a schedule. So, you know what? This is good. I'm happy for him. He's going to have his, you know, three hots and a cot every single day. Yeah. And he'll probably have some snacks. He can go to, he can have some, you know, what is that called? The cot? Commissary? commissary? Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have somebody put you know money on his commissary. I'm pretty sure good old Bevy, not doing you know it. Nobody's not going to be able to have any of his beverages. No, no. Adult no ones. more nights out at the bar. Next, a 66-year-old grandmother and pet shop owner from Britain 
is being penalized by law enforcement for selling a goldfish to a 14-year-old boy, violating Britain's animal protection laws. Oh. They take things really serious over there. Let me tell I, you what. I like this. The British. Oh, Mark, that was good. No, that wasn't. People I know. People so mad at that. Yeah. They're coming for you. After a teenager to whom she had sold a gerbil to previously, unfortunately dropped the animal in a cup of coffee. Oh. British investigators set up a sting operation target, targeting Joan Higgins. She just sounds like a sweet old lady. Joan. The worst part is they set up a sting for this. Like, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. They wanted to catch her in the act of yeah. selling an animal to an underage yes, person. Yes, and well, they should. This 14-year-old boy was sent into the shop to buy the fish. Oh, he was a... Oh, oh I like this yeah. as a setup. And the woman completed the sale without asking the teenager his age or how he planned to care for the fish. Mm-hmm. After pleading guilty to selling an animal to a person under the age of 16, Mrs. Higgins was ordered to follow a curfew of 6 p.m. to 7 a.m., pay a fine of 1,000 pounds, and was tagged with a tracking bracelet to monitor her whereabouts no. to enforce the curfew. Not for gold. <laughs> She's 66-year-old, oh sweet my grandmother. My God. Are you... Oh my god! Serious. And she has an ankle bracelet on, like she's a, an. I can't. That was a good one. That's like. Where did you find that? That one was good. I can't let out my secrets. Oh, he probably has a source that sent me. <sighs> I actually I, researched them myself. I found all these myself. Not always. People send us them too. I love it. Oh, I, I love it when people send them in. All right, let's move on to the next one. Police are searching for a woman who is mistakenly giving a bag containing $2,000 at a Taco Bell drive-thru instead of her lunch. Oh. The manager at the Dayton, Ohio restaurant said that it's store policy to keep the daily bank deposit in a Taco Bell bag and pass it along to the manager via the drive-thru window. Hmm. An employee had accidentally grabbed the wrong bag, and instead of you know handing her a bag of food, she had a bag of $2,000. Whoops. Security footage shows the woman receiving the bag in her SUV, but it doesn't show the license plate. Another customer at the drive-thru described the recipient as a woman in her 20s with black or brown hair. Police initiated a search of the neighborhood, but could not find the woman or her car. Okay. I have some questions. I do, too. That is not good protocol. No, it's pretty bad. Why would you do that? You put it in the little zip thing, the bank zip thing. Do you remember the old story that we had that you told me before when the guy had the bag that said bag of drugs? Yes. They should have had a bag that said bag of money. Why, why would you put it in a takeout bag? That was not that employee's fault. I get it. Honestly, kind of do because they want to seem coy and like, oh, just giving your food out. Now the money's gone and out to the bank. What if it happened to, to it? the manager taking it themselves and not driving through to grab it? Well, so now I, I kind of get where they're going, especially in like, Areas that are a little sketch. Okay. Because you're walking out back with a bank deposit bag, you get jumped. You oh, leave, and I you get come that. back later on, and you drive through the drive through and you pick up the security. So in theory, it makes sense. I guess. But it doesn't have to be in a Taco Bell bag. It could just be handed out and gone. Right. Or or put it in like a brown bag or something. Like a yeah. bag that is not has nothing to do with the actual store or now, restaurant. This is the part that really grinds my goal, Charity. Oh. Because people know... I love me some Taco Bell. Yeah. And I feel really cheated because the only thing I've ever gotten at Taco Bell was gas. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Where's my $2,000? Did you have Taco Bell when you were on that trip when you did that SPD in the car with those guys? No, actually, I had food at some gas station. Oh, God, even worse. Yeah. That is worse. It was like an Arby's at a gas Ew. station. It was open at like four in the morning. Ugh. So, you know, it was really good food. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't in that car. All right, let's move on to the next one here. This one, Charity, I really like. This one kind of brought me a little bit of laughing and happiness. Some joy. There's a funny thing people like to try to do, you know, because they're super smart. And they, quote unquote, come up with surefire ways to beat a breathalyzer test. But I honestly think this one takes the cake. I've heard them all. Hold pennies in your mouth. Really? Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of drink, you know, have Tic Tacs, drink cough, cough medicine, because then you could say that oh. you know, it wasn't the test and... There's all kinds of interesting stuff that you can do. But like I said, this one is the best. 18-year-old David Zerfluff, and I'm positive I'm butchering his name, 
but I don't really care, was arrested by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police after his vehicle was seen weaving in and out of traffic. Officer Bill Robinson pulled this brainiac over and Mr. Zafloof took off running but was quickly apprehended and placed into the back of the cruiser. While sitting in the back of the cruiser, this dipshit removed his underwear (laughs) and started eating them. Oh, my God. G-R-O double S, as Charity would say. (laughs) He actually ate the entire crotch of them by the time the officer noticed. Like swallowed it? Yes. To make this story even better, while this case was being, you know, at court and being judged in front of the judge, just happened to be the day that the students from 11th and 12th grade were there observing court proceedings. No. The court had to be recessed as the entire gallery erupted into laughter <laughs> and had to be removed. They were all, they were all Mark and Charities. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. What an idiot. I love this. What, so, he choked on his undies? I don't know. And I why would you think you. that? Oh, maybe- I, I know why. Why? I know why. Because he, he explained this in court. Oh, I know, Charity, as you just did, you may ask why on earth this moron decided to eat his underwear in the first place. Well, he thought that the cotton fabric would absorb the alcohol and throw off the breathalyzing machine. Oh, my God. Are you ready for the little douche cherry on top? Yes. Mr. David Zarfluff (laughs) was acquitted of all charges (gasps) as he ended up blowing a point oh eight. The exact legal limit. So he wasn't even over the limit. Is it that? Oh, did the undies work? Or did the undies work? <gasps> Do you remember the old commercial when the owl is licking? Yes. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? I do. This one, as we would say, is now undetermined. It is undetermined. The world will never know. He was like, see, I told you I was fine. I'm not sure if eating his underwear actually helped, but honestly... Like I said, we'll never know. He might be a genius, as it you would say. He, he's, he's a genius with crotchless underwear now. Yeah, genius. I would, I would oh, say Oh, do you like those. bite the underpants apart? So he, he has sharp teeth, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. He ate the entire crotch out of his shorts. Maybe he was just hungry. I don't know. Maybe he was weaving because he was high, not drunk, but he was hungry, so he ate his undies. There's so many different scenarios. I know. I love every one of them. Yeah. Though. That's kind of gross. Oh. All right, on to the last one I have here. A viral TikTok video shows three customers trashing a New York City restaurant named Bel Air Fries and injuring two employees over a $1.75 fee for extra sauce. I want to go to Bel Air Fries. It sounds like they'd be divine. All right, so we've talked about how I've been hangry. Yes. (laughs) I went to Reno, Nevada, I would say 15 years ago because I have family that lives out there. And I stayed in Circus Circus because that's where I was going to stay because it's super cool. Yep. And there's a McDonald's like diagonal across the street. And it was like 2 a.m. and I wanted nuggets. Nuggies. And I went over there and this is a McDonald's that, you know, you wouldn't see normal. I saw one just like this in Detroit and I saw one just like this in Baltimore. Okay. So you go in and they're completely walled off with bulletproof glass and they have, they put your, your food into a thing and slide it out Oh, that's you. scary. So... I remember getting a 20 piece nugget and I was like, I want uh, barbecue and sweet and sour. And they're like, yeah, it's a dollar a piece, a dollar, a dollar a piece. Did you become enraged? I was, I had 20 pieces of nuggets and you're not giving me any free sauce. Did you throw tables and I didn't. Okay, good. But this is what this fight was over because like I said, so you injured two employees because they wanted to charge a dollar 75 per sauce packet. So you, you kind of understand where they're coming from. Even I think sh- everybody should understand. Even though violence should not have ensued. Correct. Well, Pearl Ozariah. Love that name. 27. Shatara Placentia, 25. Woo! Amazing. And Tatiana Johnson, 23, allegedly, allegedly caused hundreds of dollars in damage to the restaurant, forcing it to close for repairs. The three individuals also allegedly uh, removed approximately $10 from the cash register before unleashing a tirade on the employees. Wow. There's actually a video of this. Ooh. It's on TikTok. I don't use the TikToker because I don't, I can't even understand Twitter. So a TikTok user posted an employee's footage of the trio throwing a metal stool 
glass bottles, and anything, honestly, within arm's reach at the restaurant employees. The woman destroyed the plastic partition, jumped over the counter, and continued to throw objects from a closer range while the employees backed up to maintain distance. Why didn't she just reach over and grab, I mean, just steal some things instead of getting so violent? This is fit of rage at this point. The viral video shows one of the women approaching the filming employee with a taser in hand. The employee tells the woman, you're going to jail. Oh, at one point in the video, one of the women danced on the counter and another gave the employees the middle finger as the alarm was going off. This is what aggravates me right here because people suck. Onlurkers cheered on the trio as they continued to destroy the restaurant and throw sauces everywhere, egging them on. Are you kidding? No. This is like complete idiot. Like, what do you call that? Was Idiotville. You know, Idiotville stories right here. Azariah, Placiencia, and Johnson were arrested on robbery and criminal mischief charges. Azariah also allegedly punched a police officer in the face while being apprehended and is facing additional charges of assault to a police officer, resisting arrest, obstructing governmental administration, and disorderly conduct. Wow. Placiencia, which I, I know I'm butchering that name, but it sounds cool, and Johnson were also charged for criminal possession of a weapon, a 33-year-old female and a 38-year-old su- a male subject sustained injuries to their heads. Bel Air Fries has not commented on when they will be reopening. Wow. Can you say genius? Oh, my God. All right, guys. So that's your special fun episode for the week. Enjoy it. Uh, we'll be back to the normal, regularly scheduled programs soon enough. Yep. What do they used to say in the old days of... Um, Dating game. We're back in two and two. Two and two. Yeah, we'll get you two episodes the following week. Yeah. We'll have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. See ya. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.